morning and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. My name is Carrie Paleo. I am your host and the executive director of the Greater Utica Chamber of Commerce. As you can tell, we are not in studio today. We're doing this virtually, um, but luckily we're able to utilize technology to still keep to our show schedule. Um, so I want to start off talking about some of the events that we have going on before I introduce my guest. Um, tonight, we will be at the Kelberman Center for our February Business After Hours at 5 p.m. You can still register at the door. So if you find that you have this evening free, come on down and join us. Um, tomorrow is our Small Business Council Better Your Business um, Success and Sales Series, and it's tomorrow at noon. At this point, we are sold out for in-person, um, but you can still join us virtually. Um, this is a free event for all of our members. Um, it's sharing best practices um, on sales techniques. So Frank Williams from SCORE, who worked at ConMed for a number of years, is really going to lead you, lead you through all of these great and wonderful sales tactics. So if you work in sales or if it's something that, you know, is on your list to get better at your business and this this year, um, we encourage you to register for this. And it's this Wednesday, this Thursday at noon and then next Thursday at noon as well. Um, so and you can take advantage of the virtual option and we will be recording that um, for for in the future. Next month, our Business After Hours is going to be hosted on March 10th by Broadway Utica, and it's co-hosted at the Fort Schuyler Club. So we hope that you save the date for that, and registration will open for that tomorrow. That's uh, Thursday, March 10th, um, and our, our Business After Hours have been um, so fantastic this year, and, and people are really looking to get back together and network. So um, we're really excited to host these um, at our at our various member businesses so that you guys can all um, make these connections. We also have a lot of great news. There's some new businesses um, opening in downtown Utica. And so we have some upcoming, upcoming ribbon cuttings. Um, the first is actually a celebration. Um, the Stife is celebrating their 35th anniversary and they've rebranded. Um, the Classics has done a beautiful job. We're going to celebrate that on March 3rd at 4.30. Um, and then coming up after that, March 11th at 10.30 a.m., Willie's Gourmet Cafe. Uh, they are the sister restaurant to Willie's Bagels. Um, and they are in the old patio drive-in spot. So they are going to be relocating downtown. I'm really, really excited to celebrate that. And then March 15th, we have another restaurant. All of these fantastic, yummy foods. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about health later. Um, but the compound is um, relocating, adding a second location. They still will have their Clinton location. They're adding a second location um, right up the street from Utica Coffee. So on that block down there and their ribbon cutting will be March 15th at 10 a.m. And all of this will be coming out um, in emails in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we really encourage you to come out and support these new and uh, celebratory events. Um, a couple of things that our members are doing. Uh, Broadway Utica has um, to uh, play next week, Officer and a Gentleman. They still have tickets available, and that is on the 21st and 22nd, so Monday, Tuesday. If you're not a season ticket holder, you can still get individual tickets. Um, they reopened their season last week with um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was amazing. It was such a, you know, it was so nice to see the Stanley Pact and people enjoying theater and the arts again downtown. So 
uh, get your tickets for that. Uh, this Friday, The Grand is offering free coffee and hot chocolate um, at Daylight Donuts on Friday, February 18th from 7 to 8.30 in the morning. Um, so if you're looking to connect with The Grand, they're offering that um, and they'll be there to talk to you and, and offering some free coffee and hot chocolate. So pop on out for that. And then the Abraham House coming up is having their Fire and Ice Winter Festival. This is something new for them. It's on Saturday, February 26th um, from 5 to 9 p.m. They're going to have fire pits and s'mores and coffee and cocoa and um, some outdoor snow games and indoors. They're going to have um, cornhole and flip cup and all these things going on. So check that out, uh, the information on that. And then I was going to, to plug registering for another event, um, but I just heard that it was sold out. Um, Women United, um, they're doing an event on March 1st at the Delta Hotel, but I still did want to mention it. Um, hope to see many of you there um, because the presenting sponsor is Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield. And of course, my guest today is the lovely Eve Vanderwall, uh, regional president of Excellus. So with that being said, I, I'd like to welcome Eve. Uh, thank you for being here and adapting to this virtual format today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being a member of the chamber and all that you do for the community. Um, I know that, you know, you work for Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, but you have a little bit of a health background. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got started out and ended up in your role at Excellus. Yeah, absolutely. So believe it or not, when I got out of nursing school, I'm dating myself. I'm a registered nurse by background. When I got out of nursing school in 1983, I was 123 on the list to get into Faxton Hospital. Um, so how things have changed over the years. But I was actually a critical care nurse prior to coming to Excellus. So I worked in the burn unit. I worked in coronary care and critical care in Albany Med and then Faxton Hospital. I joined Excellus in 1998 as a nurse analyst in the medical claim audit unit. And then in 2003, I transitioned to a new role, which was the Director of Community and Regional Affairs, where it was like the best job in the world until I got into my recent job, because it was really putting my passion for building relationships and working in the community. And then in 2008, I became the Regional President, and part of my role as Regional President is to really be in tune as to what's going on in the communities, where can we identify unmet needs, come back, talk to our team, and figure out through our community investments and partnerships where we could really make a difference to fill the gaps that were identified. Yeah, I love that you talk so much about community and, and making connections, because that's really what the Chamber is all about, um, is making those connections and being a part of the community. So we thank you for your support and everything that you do. And just you know, kind of off the cuff, tell me what some of your favorite Chamber um, activities are. I do like the um, after hours because I'm, again, all about networking. And depending on what events that the chamber hosts, it's a different group of people. So it's not the same people that I sit on boards with. It's not the same people that go to a lot of the events that happen in the community. It's a different, and they're all ages. And I like to see really the younger generation getting involved in the community because really they're our future. So I yeah. think the chamber does, a, you know, you guys do a great job and our small businesses is our backbone and you mm -hmm. really promote them. Just like you started the show today, you're saying this is what our chamber members are doing. Some of the stuff I didn't know was happening. So you guys are really good on connecting the businesses and promoting. And, you know, again, born and raised here, I'm like a biggest fan of this area. So, and I think the chamber 
just does a really good job on connecting everybody. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you hit on the young people because we do have, you know, the Catalyst Young Professional Group, and they're really great about making those connections and teaching people how to be on boards and volunteering together in the community um, and really kind of making that commitment to Utica. We see so many young people. I, I saw a stat the other day that 1.6 million people graduate in New York State, and 1.4 of those 1.4 million of those graduates leave every year. So, keeping young people engaged in our community is so important because you know they grow on to to have bigger roles. So, just wanted to touch upon that really quickly. So, you yeah, talked a little bit about you know uh, investing in our community, and tell me about why investing in our local community-based organizations is so important. Yes. Well, as you know, we're nonprofit, we're local, healthcare is delivered local, and our community investment ties directly back to our mission, which is to help people in our communities live healthier and more secure lives through access to high quality, affordable healthcare. And what we've seen over the years is the positive impact it has made with a lot of our partnerships with the community-based organizations. So in 2021, we actually added more resources. And in May, we hired multiple community and investment partnership managers across the thruway. And I'm happy to say that Shana Keller, who some of you may have already met, she started in May and she's hit the ground running. So she is out there and she really oversees our whole community investment strategy, investment, not really strategy, it's a partnership and strategy, but the whole, anything that we give out in dollars to the community comes in through Shana. So again, she oversees the whole piece for the Utica region and our region is pretty large. Um, as a reminder, we way, go way beyond the Mohawk Valley. So we have 14 counties, so we go up to the Canadian border and also we border Vermont and we have offices in Watertown and Plattsburgh. So it's quite the territory. And then I'm um, really excited to announce that in November of 2021, we actually added a new position for the company and it's the Vice President of Health Equity and Community Investment. And we hired Dr. Gina Kyler. She's board certified in internal medicine and she's the co-founder of the Black Physicians Network of Greater Rochester. And this is an organization where their mission is to reduce health disparities and improve the health of the community by increasing the number of Black physicians. So she is such an asset already to our team. And her role and main focus is really to promote health equity, cultural sensitivity, and community health. So we're really, really excited to have added all these resources to then be the feet on the street in the community working with the organizations throughout our communities. Yeah, and I've, I'm lucky enough to have met uh, Shana, and she's fantastic. Um, the, the first time I met her, she said, "Tell me about, tell me a little bit more about the Boilermaker and how all this works and what our role is." So um, it was really great meeting her. I think I met her right when she came on board, um, and I think it's really important that you know you've added this new position with Doctor um, because she, as we saw during COVID. I think that really brought to light how the disparities in medical care, you know, really affects populations. And so having this new position, I think, to address that is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And is she doing any programs, you know, locally or? Well, she's going to be, she started in November. So um, she's already actually been on a couple virtual calls with myself and Shana with a couple of our not-for-profits because one of our focus areas this year um, is maternal health. 
So okay. we are, you know, looking to partner again. We know there's such a need there, whether it's access to getting to their appointments, whether it's barriers to certain aspects of the total care. Um, so again, her being a physician and also seeing a lot of programs coming from where she did, she's such a wealth of knowledge and her passion is contagious. I mean, she's just a dynamo. So actually, um, I have a list of people when she comes down, she's going to be coming down in the spring and doing a lot of meet and greets. And she's really, really excited to do so. So you will be seeing her out in our community. And she, again, can't wait to hit the ground running. And she's already been a big piece of overseeing our overarching strategy that we're going to be doing for all of our community investments. And, you know, and it's not even just, you know, one piece. We're going to incorporate everything that we do in our focus areas are going to be on our sponsorships that I know you guys see us out in the community. We sponsor a lot of events, our community health awards. Those are the grants we're going to talk about in a little bit. Our member and community health improvement grants. Those are multi-year, a lot more money than the smaller grants, but again, partnerships within the community, health equity awards, which we started last year that we'll talk about a little bit and employee volunteerism. So, Dr. Kyler oversees the umbrella of all of these. So everything we touch, we will be looking at different areas of focus so that we're going to be making the biggest impact we can and moving the needle on some things. I mean, everything that we do is great. As you know, our community has so many great things going on, but you can't be everything to everyone. So we're trying to narrow our focus to really make an impact in the healthcare space. Absolutely. Well, I look so forward to meeting her. So I know you really wanted to talk about the Community Health Awards, and I know that you have an announcement that you're going to be able to start accepting applications soon. Yes, we're so excited. And I, yes, we're so excited. And I will tell you, as you can see, I just beam when I talk about this. These actually started, Utica is like the golden child when it comes to Community Health Awards, because we have so many great entities and a lot of people apply for them. And it even starts a conversation because I will tell you these awards, we get a lot of applications and some of them come from entities that I didn't even know existed. So it's a great thing. Kickoff is tomorrow, February 17th. Um, and there will be a press release going out tomorrow and you can submit an application until March 17th. So really easy to remember, St. Patrick's Day. We will be taking them <laughs> up through St. Patrick's Day. Um, but if I will tell you, we're a stickler for the timing of these. If it comes in on the 18th, we will not review them. Because again, just to be fair to those that got them in on time. And these, the funding for these, it focuses on any program that aims to improve the health, um, um, yeah, put them up. The health community, status of the community, closing the gap and health disparities, as we just talked about, and really reducing the incidence of specific diseases or promotes health education. Because as we know, health education is very important, especially look at the health education that's happened during the pandemic. So focusing on them, you have to be a nonprofit 501c3 organization throughout any of the Excel um, service areas. And again, we talked about ours being the 14 counties, but it goes across the whole throughway. Awards are up to $5,000. So we increased that this year. It used to be 4,000. Now it's $5,000. We have a, um, a group of people. There's a rubric. We try to be very objective. Um, there's criteria that needs to be met. It is on the um, application so that everyone knows going into it. And we'll announce them in May. So we're really excited. And as I said, we get so many, it's the tough, probably the toughest part 
of the community engagement overarching strategy is picking out which ones rise to the top because obviously we can't fund all of them. Um, but right. we really have some great work being done in our area. And do you have any specific focus areas that you'll be looking at? Yeah, we do. So, and this is not just for Community Health Award, but this is for all of our community investment dollars that we're going to be putting in the community for 2022. And again, we assess these annually. So this year it's going to be addressing social determinants of health, racial and ethnic, ethnic disparities. So that's one bucket. And this is really programs that impact economic stability, education, access and quality, social and community support, um, racial, ethnic, and cultural competencies. So that's one bucket. Then we have reducing health disparities, and that's really looking at closing the gap in health disparities and improving health equity by investing in programs that really improve health outcomes that really historically affect marginalized and marginalized groups, racial and ethnic communities, LGBTQ+, people with disabilities, veterans, refugees, rural communities. I mean, everything that our region has. And the programs could be focused on behavioral health, cardiovascular conditions, maternal health, diabetes, COVID. I mean, last year we gave community health awards out for telehealth because people could not get into the doctor's offices. And really our telehealth numbers skyrocketed, like increased by over 6,000%. But again, wow. it's helping people access healthcare in a different way. You know, we supported last year a couple transportation, you know, Herkimer HealthNet, an entity up in the North Country, volunteer transportation, thousands and thousands of miles they put on their vehicles, getting people to either their doctor's appointments or even just getting their COVID vaccine, getting tested. Um, so these are the things that we really look at. And then the other one is to supporting clinical health improvement priorities. Again, looking at the needs and impact on quality gap closures, focusing on women's health, chronic conditions, preventive care, wild, um, well child visits. That's another one that, you know, we have some people who can't get their kids to the doctor's offices or they have yeah. to take time off from work. Transportation's a big, a big barrier. Um, fall prevention's another one, osteoporosis. So as you can see, the You're net's really pretty wide. The gamut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the net's pretty wide, but you know, there's so many different needs. And I think it'll come down to meeting the criteria, looking at the focus areas within those buckets. Yeah. How many applications do you tend to get for this? We get anywhere, um, you know, depending on the year, we've gotten up towards 80, 90 applications. And depending on how they are, you know, we've given eight in one round, 10 in one round. So it's very, very competitive. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. So yeah. really get them in on time. Follow all the criteria. Exactly. Uh, we and just again, threw up. You know, did you throw up? Just, um, her? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to yep. say. If anyone has any questions, you have the information on your screen right now. Shana is a wealth of knowledge. Everything has to be submitted um, via a link because that's how we track everything. But if there, you have any questions on the application, um, really on anything, if you're having trouble, if you're even entering the information, please give Shana a call. Um, she'll walk you through it. It's again, she's our expert in this realm. So, um, and she's done really a great job in helping our community-based organizations sign up even the last round. 
Yeah. And then you talked a little bit earlier about the health equity awards. So you did a round of funding for those already, correct? Yes. Yes, we did. So we actually launched that um, last year. And, um, you know, when we look at that, we really figured when we look at our health equity, we re we introduced them because we recognize that structural racism it's a driving force of mm -hmm. health inequities, and it definitely is a barrier to our goal of health equity. So we thought we would launch it last year, and this was the biggest awards that we've given out at a one-time shot, $30,000 to each entity yeah. to help fund. Tell us about some of the winning awards. awards. I'm sorry? Tell us about some of the, the winners of those awards. Yeah, so we actually last year we gave out two in our region. So um, mm -hmm. and there are two organizations that I'm sure most people have heard of. So the Mohawk Valley Frontiers Club, we gave an award mm -hmm. to them for their paths to healthier me. And it was really focusing on strengthening the mental, emotional well-being of their students of color in the community and really giving them the skills, the tools, um, workshops to address the stigma around mental health racial injustices and systemic racism. So really giving them the tools to be able to have relaxation and stress relief tips. And again, the second one is Young Scholars of Utica College. So folks may be familiar with this, their Young Scholars program, it's year-round academic support, counseling, social and cultural enrichment to students of diverse backgrounds, mainly people of communities of color in grades seven through 12. So what this grant is going to do is actually focus on the mental health aspect of it. It will provide support not only for the student, but for the family by a licensed social worker. So we just launched these. So too early to tell the success of them, but I'm sure knowing these two organizations, um, the money will be, you know, again, put to good use. And again, criteria, had to meet criteria. You have to have outcome measures and we'll be touching base with them throughout the year. And we'll be launching another round again in August of this year. Yeah, so the Young Scholars was actually the recipient of our Jingle Jam uh, fundraiser that we do every oh, year right. that goes to the 13 to 18 year old population. And you know, one of the things that when we were talking to them, they told us they're always looking for mentors for that program. So if you're interested in getting involved in another way um, in the community, that is something, you know, for our listeners to to hook up with on Young Scholars. And it's really, they're looking for a two hour a month commitment to mentor these youth. So that's another way that you can get involved. Um, and it's just such a fantastic organization. Um, and in Mohawk Valley, uh, the, the Frontiers organization as well, too. Um, I know that they've send a lot of kids through the MVCC YEA program. So, um, you know, education through so many different ways, not just healthcare. Um, those, those two organizations are so invested in the youth in our community. And you mentioned that there'll be another round of funding for those in the future as well? Yes, yes, coming in August, that will, we will be launching another round of those. And again, having Shana, Yes, and again, having Shana be the point person, even if you have questions along the way on anything that I talked about, she has all the information, or if you want more information on a sponsorship, any of our community investment investment in the community, um, she's the go-to for that. And there, and up on your screen again, you have, that's her um, information to contact her. Yeah, so. Any other things about the Community Health Awards or uh, the funding that we didn't touch on that you wanted to cover? No, I think I, you know, unless you have any questions, I think I gave the high level overview. Um, again, 
Eminent is the Community Health Awards launching tomorrow, you know, one of our gold standards and again, program focused. And I will tell you, and I don't have to tell you because you know this, $5,000 is a lot of money to our community-based organizations. It really, really is. So we're excited to be able to put this in our community and support our organizations that are, are the backbone of our, our community, really. Absolutely. They get the work done. So before I let you go, um, I'm going to ask you the question that I like to ask my podcast guests. You know, the title of this is the Leveling Up Podcast. And so, you know, before we, we kind of wrap up, I like to talk about what you've done recently, either personally or professionally to level up in your life, whether it's something personal to move you towards a personal goal or professionally um, to, to accomplish a professional um, milestone. What have you done recently to level up that our listeners might gain some insight on? Oh, gosh. Now, you had to end with gain some insight. I don't know if they're going to gain insight on this. I was going to tell you that. I'm, I'm sure it's what everyone does after the first of the year is eat a little bit healthier, move a little bit more, especially during this virtual space. I've been trying to do that a little bit more. Um, but I would also say I am trying on the professional level in this virtual world to try to still stay engaged with the employees because they are the backbone of our company. They are our biggest asset. And now working from home, um, you know, we're in a hybrid, but really most people are still working from home, is connecting with them differently. You know, still doing the birthday breakfast. I do a monthly birthday breakfast, do it virtually, reach out, how are you doing? Um, because I think that's so important more than ever in this virtual environment. So if I could give any advice to anyone in any company is come up with creative ways, send e-birthday cards, send you know, uh, congratulatory via email where you would have probably said it in person if you're walking the halls of your company. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, and I think, you know, all of these things kind of add up, you know, we were kind of in an employment crisis here because people are making different changes in their lives. And if you can do something, you know, as a leader in your company and in your role to retain the employees by recognizing those things, and it really goes down to not just being kind, but doing things that, you know, really motivate and, and inspire your employees to keep working hard for your company. So, you know, I think that's a really good thing. And of course, you know, first of the year, we're all moving a little bit more, especially, you know, working from home and, and maybe your building isn't as big that you're walking the hallways or doing the steps or, you know, so absolutely right at right there with you on those goals as well. I did get a stand up desk though, so I could stand up and down, <laughs> do a little more. And I I, love I, we, we're looking at, we're looking at, um, you know, getting a walking treadmill desk set up thing. So we've been, we've been talking about that. In we've our actually office, we've but... had a couple employees do that. They love it. Yeah. Good. Love Good it. to know. Good to know. So, well, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me this morning, um, sharing all this information, because I know that our members, especially the nonprofit organizations, you know, really kind of um, look to you as a leader and, and this is so important to their budget and to keeping these special programs going. Um, so we've given you all the information. We'll also drop it below um, in the in the information if you didn't see it on the screen, if you're just listening to this uh, via a typical podcast uh, broadcast, uh, all this information will be in the description. Um, you can also find it um, on our website and on Excellus Blue Cross's website as well. Um, thank you so much for being here with me today, Eve. I also have to thank our platinum sponsors um, who support everything we do here at the Chamber and make our work go. Uh, the Kelberman Center, Master Vito Hyundai, 
MBHS, and StaffWorks. And of course, to the sponsor for this episode, the Delta Hotels, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Um, we won't be back here for a couple of weeks. We're going to be breaking until uh, March 9th. And my next guest is Alan Least from Strategic Financial. Um, so we will send you a reminder about that. You'll get that. And if you're not getting our news and you're just hearing this for the first time, pop onto our website, greateruticachamber.org, and sign up for our newsletter so you can get um, what's happening in our community. Thank you so much. Take care and stay warm, Utica.